Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What a pleasure to walk into work today and no jacket on. It's the first day this year, and what are we at, the 17th of April, that I've actually come to work without a jacket on me. And that's how bad the weather has been. But what a pleasure today not to have a jacket, feel the heat of the sun on your back, and realise that temperatures are rising at long last, and long may it continue. Welcome to the show. Hope you had a lovely, lovely weekend, and uh, we're all set and ready to go on late lunch. Let me ask you a question. Any potholes in your area? You know there are famous potholes around the country and especially here in the northeast in Meath and Louth as well. Is there a famous pothole on your road? Have you hit a pothole lately? The state of your roads. If you've anything to talk about in that whole area, we'd love to hear from you today on the show. And especially if you've had a puncture or wrecked a wheel or a tyre on a pothole lately, I want to hear from you on the show today. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show. You know the number. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. And you're going to need that number in a short while too because I'm going to tell you and I'm going to explain more in a wee while on the show. What lovely prizes we have this week. Thanks to Oliver Goff, Sales and Hire, Flower Hill, Navin. They're celebrating 60 years in business this week. And they've given me some lovely prizes on late lunch. Each day, we have a Husqvarna Strimmer battery-operated kit. It's worth almost €300. And at the end of the week, one of you will be the winner of a Husqvarna Automore. It's a 450X model. Listen to this. It's worth €5,000. That's yours. That can be one of yours on late lunch this week. Just stay with me and I'll tell you more about it in a wee while. But we're going to talk about the potholes from the side of the tyre for the next few moments. And I'm delighted to say hello to him again. I really enjoyed his company in the past and the show. Yes, Simon Allen from Global Tyres is joining me. Hello, Simon. Hi, Jerry. How's it going? Not so bad. Thanks uh, for being with us on the show again today. Look, this is anecdotal, and it's more than than anecdotal. I've heard it from close friends, and we've been talking about it out for a pint, and others are saying it as well. The state of the roads, the potholes, and the difficulty with tyres. What's it like in your neck of the woods? You're not loud there. Uh, Well, we're in Dundalk and Carrick Cross, and uh, I suppose it's no different than any other part of the country. The roads are pretty bad in places, and uh, a lot of... uh, Tires are coming to a premature, their life has uh, ended prematurely because of uh, potholes, etc. Yeah, so uh, it's a constant problem. Wheels getting, uh, we've actually just this morning there, I think there was three so far, wheels getting cracked over the weekend, uh, as well as tires been wrecked, you know, so uh, it's a common problem. 
When you hit a pothole, and you know, I don't have to remind you, I'm sure it's happened to you on, in your time, and especially with all the wet weather, where maybe you don't see them on the side of the road, and you get that awful, you know what I'm talking about, bump on, on, on the tyre. Um, is it generally like a, a, a visit to you guys that's needed then when that happens? Or can you get away with it? Or does it ultimately weaken the tyre and, and uh, the rim and the wheel, etc., for down the road that it may just... Well, well not necessarily. I suppose we've all hit potholes and... It shook the life out of us, literally, you know, you yeah. kind of, you squinch and say, my God, I hope I got away with that one. But uh, basically, if the tyre is punctured from a pothole, it's usually, uh, there's only one winner and it's a pothole. The tyre is usually destroyed, unfortunately, because it's the sidewall that would get the bang and the sidewalls aren't repairable. So if 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 your tyre, like we would get call-outs to roadside and people say, oh, I have a puncture, I hit a pothole, but you know, going out, it's going to be worse than a puncture, unfortunately, it uh, just won't be repairable. That's an home. You see, they're full of water there. Well, yes. obviously, March has been particularly wet, and uh, these holes are filled with water. So people think they're just going to a puddle, but the next thing they get this bang because the the hole is uh, filled with water. People just, you know, they don't actually realize the hole until they get that bang, you know. So, mm. Uh, mm. but the tire would 99 times out of 100 be unrepairable, unfortunately, when it comes in contact with a pothole and the tire goes flat. Uh, new tyre is the job no, 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 nothing less explain for listeners because Louise was just saying to me and producer there what's the difference you know you talk about a tyre and a rim will you just explain that how can the damage extend into the rim itself or the wheel itself well a lot of, we all have these you know fancy kind of wheels uh, aluminium wheels you know most cars would have them now and obviously there's uh, a lot of people have a lower profile tyre so the rim doesn't get as much protection maybe as it would in you know older cars where the the side will be bigger, you know, so you get a bang and it could cause a crack in the rim which needs to be repaired also, you know, so mm. uh, and most times uh, there's people would send the rims away for, to be repaired but uh, most times the rim can be saved but the tyre can't. Mm. And sometimes in cases we've seen that that rim as well is destroyed. Uh, if you've got a, maybe if you've got a real bad hit or maybe it was a weakened rim from previous incidents but uh, more times than not the tyre definitely would, would, would be a goner, unfortunately. And, you know, when you you get a car in and, and you look at it, as you say, if it's it's generally a pothole hit, you, you will have well, to replace it. It could be just a bulge in the tyre. Yeah, you know, yeah. can drive on. But like, more times than not now, we're, saying, we're finding that the tyre was cut. Like, you know, the yeah. people... A lot of cars, unfortunately, don't spare wheels either. That's, that's another thing. So, well, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to come on to that in a minute. But just, just say with me there on, on when the, when the tyre is down, and any type of puncture, no matter what puncture you get, if it's a nail, if you drive over something or whatever, yeah. you know people are inclined to drive on on the rim with the tyre flat. That spells disaster, does it? Uh, well, yeah, well, obviously they're not made. Well, there is run flat tyres, obviously, but most tyres aren't made to be driven flat. So, yeah. if, uh, And it varies. Like, we've seen people coming into us and they drive a distance and the tyre's okay. And we've seen ones that only drove 50 metres and the tyre's destroyed. It, it, it varies. You know, it's, there's yes. no uh, hard and fast rule on that one. But uh, a lot of cars have no spares, so they don't have an option. You know, that's, that's mm. another thing. You know, they have this kind of a, a sealant solution that you pump in through a little compressor and it works like if the tyre is just a nail hole it does work but if there's a cut or a tear so the stuff's coming out as quick as you're putting it in so uh, you know it's it's no good and then you're stuck on the side of the road personally I'd much rather have a spare wheel in the car than than these little compressors you know mm-hmm. uh, but that's the way cars have been made now unfortunately they're all about emissions and getting their the weight down and things like that so they're uh, sacrificing a spare wheel in some cases for that 
And, you know, you hear people saying, well, I, I wouldn't mind getting hold of a spare wheel and throwing it into the boot. So you need a jack then, don't you? You have no jacks in oh, these cars. Yeah, you jack at wheel rest, but yeah. you also need somewhere safe. Like, uh, yeah. you know, it's fine if you have a closed-in boot, but, like, the likes I'd be fearing if you have, you know, these seven-seater cars, which a lot of people have now, that uh, the boot is open. And, you know, unless the wheel is clamped down safely, like, it, it could be, uh, God forbid, in the event of an accident, it could yes. be dangerous. You know, so you need somewhere safe to put that spare, you know. Mm. If, there's, if there's a well, put it into it, or if it goes underneath, but... Yeah. I, I would never recommend that a wheel be just lying loose, you know, just behind the back seat, you know. Yeah, and, and that tube of stuff you mentioned that goes into the tyre, they're not cheap either, 50 plus quid. Uh, well, if, it varies in price, but uh, I'm sure if you're stuck on the side of the road, you don't be worried about that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Really yeah. good point you make there. What about the sensors? You know, my car, I'm driven mad with these sensors coming on. There's not a bother on the tyres. Yeah, well, they come on for a reason, so maybe there's just... You know, it, it could be down. It, it reminds people that check the tire pressure, which probably isn't a bad thing. You know, but mm. definitely, like I know people be given out about them, but uh, at least you get a warning, and I think they're actually a good thing. You know, so rather than wait till your, your tire's flat just by looking at it, you know, you're getting a warning good and early, so you're doing something about it. So although the, it can give trouble uh, in the greater scheme of things, they're a blessing, really, a good thing. You know, mm. the odd one does give trouble, all right, but overall. Yeah, you welcome them. And if you get a light, you should go and check your pressures at least. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Well, pressure should be checked. You know, like I suppose very few do it, but you always recommend, you know, every couple of weeks, you know, check them or, you know, inspect them. But uh, if your light's coming on, obviously there's something wrong. So if it's only down a couple of PSI, you know, it's 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 easy enough, you know, fixed, you know, like you call mm. into ourselves there or, you know, tire people and they would you know they wouldn't even charge you just you know put your pressures right and away you go you yeah. know so uh, it's like it comes on for a reason you know don't ignore it when it comes on it's the point to be making yeah tread depths and changing tires and checking tires can you say on average I think I asked you this before in kilometres or miles should you get on a set of tires now I know it's all to do with the car and the driving as well but on yeah. average Simon yeah but sure it's very hard to say that now because there's no car average you know like you, you've got real uh, high performance tires that they're not going to do as, as much as your ordinary uh, you know tires like you know they're made for grip they're not made for mileage so mm. uh, very hard to say like there's people driving on 19 20 inch wheels now there's someone 14 or 15 inch wheels and different types of cars cars have got much more powerful too than they used to be you know so mm. uh, maybe mileage it's very hard I suppose like an average probably around 20,000 kilometres, but like there's people getting 40, there's people getting 15, you know, so I'm yes. just saying an average, you know. Mm. Oh, that's all right, just to, to know that. Yeah. Part-worn tyres, no? Not for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just expected that straight answer as well. Because, yeah. honestly, you don't know what you're getting, do you? Yeah, well, look, at, uh, we never get into it, uh, and we don't intend to. It's one of the conditions, actually, in our insurance policy that we don't sell second-hand tyres, so... Uh, so it's definitely not something we'll be uh, looking into but uh, I'd always wonder why did it come off in the first place you know so uh, like you buy a new tyre you get a guarantee with it uh, you know it's properly manufactured Uh, like tyres now you go to NCT and and if if it's more than six year old you're getting you know an advisory you know saying it's old or whatever Uh, if a tyre gets old it ages a bit like our skin it gets uh, wrinkly and cracks and uh, 
you know, rubber, the grip wouldn't be as good if the rubber hardens with age. So uh, definitely we wouldn't be selling second-hand tyres and we wouldn't recommend that people do either. Mm, and I often say this, I remember mentioning it to you and Tony Conlon and others in motoring as well. I suppose the bottom line is that, uh, like your feet or your shoes, if you take that analogy, if they're not right, you're not going to get about too well. Tyres are just so, so well, important, Simon. It's only contact that your car has with yeah. the road. So yeah. like, uh, like, and... I suppose sometimes younger motors, and we like we understand we have kind of a policy is TLC, and that's it's not tend to love and care. It's think like customer, you know. So we understand that the tire is a for sale, you know. Like nobody ever woke up and said, "Yes, I want to treat myself to new tires today." You know, you always yes. have to buy it, and people say, "Oh, cheers, I need tires again, whatever." But uh, it's but it's, we try to try and stress, like you know, it is like the fancy bumpers or the you know the spoilers isn't going to save your life, but the tires will. Yeah, they certainly will. Simon, listen, thank you for joining me today. Uh, good luck to you and keep doing what you're doing, keeping us all safe on the road with the rubber next to the tarmac. I'll do my best. Thanks, Jerry. Take, Take care. care yourself. Bye-bye. That's Simon Allen there from Global Tires in Dundalk and Carrick McCross. He knows everything there's to know about tires. Jerry, try taking the road from Draw to Determined Feckin, says a listener, and you'll be dodging plenty of potholes. Another one there says, Dunno Road, uh, Draw to beyond the Thatch Pub, Jerry. There's a hole there, and if you clip it, you're in major, major difficulty. Keep them coming, Jimmy. Is there a pothole in your area? Have you burst a tyre? Have an incident uh, with one of those dreaded holes or whatever? 86 1800-658 by WhatsApp or text gets us on the show this afternoon. We break. When I come back, I want to give one of you a strimmer. And at the end of the week, the most wonderful lawnmower from Oliver Goff Sales and Hire, Flower Hill Navin. They're celebrating 60 years in business at this time, servicing the people of Navin, the Greater Mead, Louth and Dublin areas, neighbouring counties. They're fantastic. Good luck to them on their birthday celebrations. And they've been really good to us. I'll tell you how you can win in a moment. Oliver Goff Sales and Hire, Flower Hill Navin. Happy birthday to you all there, celebrating 60 wonderful years in business. And I can tell you, they're in happy birthday mode as well. So you've got to give them a shout. And they have such a range of products there. And they look after you. And they're the best. They really, really are. And they're looking forward to seeing all their loyal and faithful customers and new customers on their 60th birthday. You know them well. Yes, you do know them, Louise. Being a Navin woman yourself. I think my mum and dad bought all the lawnmowers they've ever had from Oliver Goff. There you go. Back 50, could be 60 years <laughs> oh. even when Daddy, when Oliver Goff started. Started. Well, there mm. you are. We have a bit of connection and history on late lunch to Oliver ourselves here. Isn't that great? And uh, do you ever cut the grass yourself at home? <laughs> I remember when I was a kid and my father used to go, right, you go out and cut the grass. And we quite big lawns. Yeah. Um, and we had a push mower. Mm. And I put the walkman on my head and my mm. father would go out and uh, he'd sit on the bench you know supervising because he had to cut them up and down in straight oh, rows stripes, you know the stripes the stripes, the stripes, the stripes, the stripes yeah, which yeah, I kind yeah. of never did <laughs> but anyway <laughs> I want to I see your stripes <laughs> they're S-bends excuse me anyway I had uh, the music blaring in the walkman and off I went and I kept pushing and I kept pushing and I kept pushing and then he came over and he said you basically Um, I had gone over a stone or something and I'd broken the blade of the lawnmower but I didn't hear anything so I just kept pushing (laughs) and I never noticed the grass wasn't even been cut Oh in the name (laughs) of St Christopher anyway your poor daddy had his hands full broken blades straight lines and the weeds (laughs) 
Louise on the Walkman. Well, let me tell listeners, uh, the great prizes, Louise. Oliver has given Amazing us great prizes. prizes this week. So this is what's going to happen on late lunch each day. Right. We're going to give somebody an Husqvarna strimmer battery operated. Uh, it's a lovely machine. It's worth almost 300 euro. There's one of those each day to go to a late lunch listener. And we're also going to draw another name. So we're going to draw two winners each day. The first name will win the Husqvarna Strimmer battery kit, worth almost 300 euro. And the other name will go into the hat on Friday. So there'll be one each day, uh, five names mm-hmm. going into the hat on Friday. For Listen to this. A Husqvarna Automore 450X is the model. It's worth five. Euro. Oh wow. That is a prize and a half. Yeah. So that's both of those to be won each day on late lunch. There's a strimmer each day and then at the end of the week one Husqvarna Automore worth five grand and we'll put a name each day into the hat for that one. First name out wins the strimmer. Second name out is in the hat on Friday and you have a one in five chance of winning. So what I'm going to do each day with lawns in mind Louise <laughs> I hope you know your weeds in late lunch land because there's always weeds isn't there? It's nearly impossible to have a, a totally grass grass lawn it really is it's very very difficult it's a battle anyway I'm going to uh, ask you uh, each day to identify a weed so I'm going to give you three clues over the next wee while on the show and if you think you know it after clue one away you go clue two clue three whatever the three clues will get it for you anyway so the weed today in your garden here's the first clue about this weed listen carefully I will say this only once uh, it produces a cluster of solitary white and yellow flowers. The inner florets are yellow with the outer being white. And sometimes there's a pinkish red hue in the colour as well. What weed am I talking about in your garden? White and yellow flowers. The inner floret is yellow. The outer white. And sometimes there's a pink or red colour hue comes off this weed. Clue number one. Two more to go. Do you know your weeds? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Don't panic yet. You'll get it, I promise you, by the third clue. You're at Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Let's have a listen to our Sinead Burke. Guess what? She's in the hotel business, our Sinead. Have a listen. As Frances Brennan is blue in the face telling us, the hotel business can be a demanding and exhausting endeavour. So I was well warned in fairness. But you know what it's like once you find yourself within the grip of an unshakable dream. A frenzied, it's so crazy it just might work notion. I was powerless against it because you can't fight destiny. After weeks of furtive planning, secretive sketching and enthusiastically pulling together ambitious mood boards, I was ready to unveil my plans, trembling with anticipation and excitement for this new brave chapter in my life. I stood in front of the family and announced with Trump-like aplomb that this was the weekend I was finally going to build my bug hotel. The response was, I'm going to charitably describe as neutered. Both children briefly raised their heads from their respective screens. Mr Burke gave the same kind of concerned and slightly alarmed look a parent might offer their toddler if they declared they were off to cut their own hair. But like many a misunderstood pioneer before me, I rose above the indifference and went out to look for pallets. Oh, it was a thrilling two days of whirlwind action. A heady mix of cutting and sawing, anxiously comparing what I had drawn out, literally on the back of an envelope, to what was majestically rising from the badly cut wood in front of me. Changing this and moving that, And what if I move this here instead? I now fully understand why creative visionaries use the phrase move fast and break things. 
to explain how they changed the world so quickly. For that adrenaline-filled weekend, I was literally moving fast and breaking things. It felt amazing. Yes, there was a low point when I cried in front of Mr Burke because I was embarrassed and frustrated that I didn't know how to change the screw holder on the electric drill. But to his credit, and again employing the same approach necessary implicating an irrational toddler, Mr Burke patiently explained seven times how to hold the twisty front bit but turn the twisty back bit to make this happen. Sorry to dazzle you there with technical terms, but I am pretty much a certified builder now, so this is the language I now speak fluently. By Sunday evening, the construction phase was complete. The next few days were spent furnishing the interiors. With all the natural debris, the internet told me would attract a large and varied number of insects to our garden. I have bamboo, pine cones, pebbles and straw rooms situated across the development. I did toy with the idea of having a little residence bar and an outside smoking area, but I think licensing might be required for them. So I'll just have to see how the first couple of months trading go before I decide to invest any further into the enterprise. If Kevin McLeod from Grand Designs was to pop out to inspect the property, I can imagine him describing it as a building with integrity and honesty and possibly built by someone who has yet to get to grips with the spirit level. But sure, that's just the way Kevin goes on. I have my bug hotel. It's open for business and already residents are moving in. Now, do you think Francis Brennan could give me a steer on any grants that might be going? (laughs) Sinead, you're brilliant. In the hotel business, lucky bugs. We're talking about roads and potholes. The Molly Ash Road between Funchog and Belpatrick Cullen is in a terrible state, Jerry, says Frank. Also, the road between the Nursery Cross and the M1 in Monaster Boyce is truly shocking too. Another one there. Travel out Ballamakenny and there's a pothole out there. You'd lose the car in it, says a listener. Keep them coming to us. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Now, your second clue to win those fabulous prizes from Oliver Goff Sales and Higher Flower Hill Navin celebrating their 60th birthday at this time. We have a Husqvarna Strimmer, a battery operated kit worth almost €300 Euro to give away each day and one of you will go into the hat to win the Husqvarna Automore 450X. It's worth five grand on Friday. Your second clue, Garden Weeds is the... Uh, topic all this week to win I gave you a clue a few moments ago there, here's a second clue, three clues in total, second clue it is one of the most familiar lawn weeds it's a favourite of children who enjoy picking it and making chains 086-1800-658 by whatsapp or text, what garden weed am I talking about to uh, win the uh, strimmer and go in the hat for the more later on in the week. Let me know. Britain's Got Talent is back and I have to say it's one of the most fabulous entertaining shows of all and I was only reminded of that I got back late last evening from fishing and uh, I saw a Saturday and Sunday show on playback oh my word I, I was laughing crying the range of emotions it's just fantastic it really is now if you missed it or I have to say look the reaction to this is unbelievable that's why we're chatting about it today there was a young lad called Killian O'Connor from Dunicarney in County Mead on Britain's Got Talent and he was truly amazing let's have a little listen to, to it uh, to an excerpt from it in case you missed it hello 
Hello. What's your name? My name is Killian O'Connor. Nice to meet you, Killian. How old are you and where are you from? I'm 13 years old and I come from County Meath, Ireland. Amazing. Hello. When I grow up, I want to be a magician. What do I like about magic? Uh, it's just trying to make people smile. <laughs> Yay. I can make them believe in magic and then perform at the Royal Variety Show. I would legitimately cry, uh, honestly. Before I had the magic, my social skills were very bad. I would just be in the corner. I didn't want to be within 50 feet of anyone. Simon, think of a playing card. Got it. What is it? <laughs> you don't mess around, do you? Uh, seven of diamonds. Wrong. <laughs> Sometimes everything is not quite as it seems. Watch. The black hole. A journey that begins where everything ends. I'd like to bring you on my journey. I've learned that having autism is not a disability. It's an ability. When I was younger, I was unable to interact with people. I felt a bit empty, incomplete. I felt invisible. That was good, wasn't it? After discovering magic, my life changed. It was like a light switch coming on inside my head. I found a way to interact with people through my magic. No way, the milk's not in there. It is, you know. Magic is my universe, and my life is now whole. It is great, isn't it? It's brilliant. Really good. Oh, my word. So touching, so brilliant. So wonderful. And his mammy's with me on late lunch today. Elaine O'Connor, afternoon. Hello, how are you? Well, what does it feel like listening back to that? Oh, wow. Do you know what? I still get a lump in my throat. Yeah. Oh, it's just unbelievable. But like, I'm so proud of him. Extremely proud. And to see him up there doing what he loved and what he's dreamed of to do for so long. Wow. It's just amazing. So proud. And it goes back again uh, a few years when he was younger. Two Britons got talent and the aspiring magician, Issy Simpson. Correct, yeah. So that's how actually Killian discovered his love for magic. So before um, he saw Issy on Britain's Got Talent, um, he would have been very quiet and like he, he just found it very difficult to express himself. He did like, he just didn't know what to say or he'd be very quiet. Um, and then he saw her perform on Britain's Got Talent and he literally, because Izzy was the exact same age as Killian, he related to her and he just got obsessed with magic and it's absolutely changed his life. And like Izzy and her family, like they're actually, come, we've come really, really close with them and they've supported and helped Killian like on this journey and they're actually like family now. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. Isn't yeah, that just so lovely? It's I- actually come full circle. Yeah. Because 
Killian saw Izzy perform and now he's got to do. So hopefully um, he'll inspire other kids just as Izzy inspired him. He certainly will. Sure, he's inspired a lot of us. And the, 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 <laughs> we're like, we're blubbering all over the place. I know, sure. I know. got to everybody, <laughs> Elaine. And, you know, know, look at the judges. They loved him. I know. And like when we were actually there on the day, it was just unbelievable. The reaction, everybody in the audience were crying. And, but it was happy tears. Like you could actually just feel how much it actually meant to Killian. Like we, we know the journey he's been on to actually get on that stage. And he has sensory autism. So like, like we didn't know how he was actually going to manage on the stage because of the everything, the bright lights, the loud noises. But he overcame all of them fears and he stood there. So like to do that was just unbelievable. We're getting messages, you know, since they've known this morning you'll be with us. The messages well, are coming in, wishing you well and saying how much he touched so many people. And I want to pick one out in particular. And thank you to everybody. It says, Dear Jerry, will you wish Killian the very best from his swimming teacher, Olive? I'm so oh, yeah. proud of him. He's such a wonderful young man. You all know Olive oh, well, don't you? Olive yes. is amazing. Yeah, mm. she is. Um, you know, when you, when you look at him up there and how he's come on, uh, you were with him and you were close to him. You needed to be close. We needed to see you, yeah. did he? So basically, um, I was actually sitting right beside Simon Cowell. His bodyguard was there and then I was there. So Killian could actually see me because there was no point in me being at the side of the stage mm. because he, he just needed comfort to know that I'm there if he needed me or like if something loud happened and, you know, like when we go to theatres, we have to book a seat at the edge um, like other people would, you know, they connect with this. Like I'd have to sit at an edge seat yes. because if there's a loud bang to get killing out quick. Mm. So it just meant that I was there, that if something happened, you know, I was there for reassurance as well. But as it turned out, the only reassurance I was giving him at the end was a, a great big hug. Yes. <laughs> to let him know that we were so proud from him. Oh, amazing. Like, yeah. His joy at the end, it was just so genuine and so touching. What about going to school today? I'm sure that was... He was two feet taller going <laughs> out that door this morning. Yeah, he could not get to school quick enough. He Like, he goes to the grammar school and... This school is absolutely amazing. Like we had a watch party there on Saturday night in the Village Hotel and some of his teachers came, his SMAs came and like the support from the school is unbelievable. Like so, yeah, he was just up at the crack of dawn (laughs) and could not get out that door. (laughs) (laughs) No bother. I'm sure there's parents listening today. God, I wish they were all like that. But like this is a momentous day for him at school and I'm sure he'll just be on cloud nine, not alone today, but uh, beyond this as well. You know, I absolutely love magic. I adore magic. I really do. And (laughs) Keith Barry is a great friend of mine. He's uh, been with me a lot of times and I'm just a sucker for it. Just stay there a moment because I want listeners to get a feel for your fella, how good he is, because here he is. He did something amazing with Simon Cowell. Have a little listen. I have a notepad here and written on each page are some of my favourite sweets. Have a look and see. Yeah. Please, say stop. Stop. Could you please call out the treat you've stopped on? Jelly beans. Jelly beans. Earlier, I left a special gift for you. Could you please remove the lid and reveal the gift inside? Sure. 
Oh, no. oh my God. <laughs> How did he do that? Wow. Now, Simon, before you eat the sweets, I'd like you to guess how many jelly beans are inside the jar. <laughs> okay, got it. What is it? Oh. <laughs> so real. Um, 2,500. 2,500. Would you be impressed if I told you that you've guessed right? Yeah. That's impossible, isn't it? Literally impossible. Could you please remove the lid and read the notes I placed inside before the show? What? That is amazing. Oh, my God. Two thousand five hundred, Elaine, exactly <laughs> on the note. Wow, 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 wow! Look at this fella as going places. He was the youngest ever, wasn't he? Member of the Society of Irish Magicians as well. He was. Yes, he's actually very clever. He's a member of the Centre of Talent of Youth of Ireland, and he's actually very clever. And because of um, the sensory autism, like he actually has the ability to recall information. So he actually uses this, you know, yeah. to, in his magic. So he's actually quite clever and he is good, oh. really good at magic. He can pick up tricks by just looking. Yes. He doesn't have to be shown how it's done. Mm. He just knows by looking how the actual trick is done and he'll just do it. So it's like unbelievable. And he can, he, he can solve a Rubik's Cube, I believe, very quickly. He can. He can. He can do it really quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he just expresses himself through his magic because, you know, some people like do things by instinct, mm. but Killian, like he has to think about how it's done and he actually lets the magic do the talking for him. Yes. So he doesn't really have to talk. No, <laughs> look at the ability he has. And, you know, as you say, the inspiration that must give to so many others as well. So just explain the process. You apply to the show first. Uh, your application yes. is accepted. You go for an audition. Yes. So originally, Killian was supposed to be auditioning in London. Yeah. But there was a change. So he was supposed to be going um, to London um, in early January. But there was a slight change with the routine. So... Um, they changed the audition to Manchester, which actually suited us better. Mm. So we, the whole family, um, Killian's sister, Casey as well, she was actually going to help Killian. Um, at the start of the routine, she was going to walk on with Killian for the card part, just for reassurance for Killian. Mm. But um, we decided um, that he, he was comfortable enough to go on on his own. So um, the whole family went over and there was actually 17 of us all together. Yes. That went over to Manchester, <laughs> so we had great support over there, and yeah, so we just did the audition then, mm. and then you just so there was over two hundred and sixty people auditioned, and then um, if you get three yeses or over, um, you're in with a chance to get through to the next stage. So yes. it's a waiting game to see mm. killing off four yeses, so that doesn't actually guarantee that he's actually going to make it through. Mm. The next stage, we just have to wait and see. So fingers, toes fingers and everything crossed. else yeah. crossed. Um, oh. He actually progresses on to the next stage. But either way, um, he got his dream. And by what an amazing dream. And anything after that is a bonus. We're just so extremely proud of him. And yeah, it's just unbelievable. 
I'm crossing yeah, me toes here and everything I can <laughs> at this minute in time, even for you. And I'm sure everybody <laughs> listening is as well. We want them through. Please listen oh, to please, us up everybody. there. Let's get them through to the next uh, stage of this. I think he is a wonderful opportunity. But as you said, you're very grounded and so is he as well. You've had this wonderful, wonderful opportunity and he's grasped oh, it yes. with both hands. And look at this will is going places. You know that. I don't have to tell you that in the future with this magic. He's brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank oh, you so he's much. He's just simply brilliant. He really, really is. I love him. And uh, as I said at the beginning there, the whole concept of the show is wonderful. It really is. Yeah. It's fantastic. He actually showed Killian, like the real Killian. There yeah. was no frills or anything. So we were so happy that they didn't edit it in any way. And what people got to see is the Killian that we love every single day he melts our heart ah. like he just does so we're just super proud well we're melting at this minute in time Thank listening you. to you our hearts again and uh, you know be proud of him I know you all are his dad and his sister and all of the family as well it's just been so wonderful so uplifting and we're delighted for him and pass on our congratulations I know he's at school today and he had to go in and uh, do his school work how much of that is done I don't know but look <laughs> anyway what about it it's, uh, it's a magical time for him and for everybody Elaine you're so good we'll keep in touch and please God I say thank you to everybody that's been sending the most amazing messages and we're just so grateful for all the comments and everything so we just really appreciate all the support for Killian so thank you everybody you are so so welcome thank you again Elaine lovely to chat to you today you too bye take care yourself bye, bye. Elaine O'Connor there what a proud mum Killian. if you haven't seen it look at it and play back have a look at it what a show it's simply wonderful what a show is late lunch we'll be back in a minute keep on moving from five on your late lunch this Monday afternoon, Oliver Goff celebrating 60 years in business. He's given us a Husqvarna battery trimmer kit worth almost 200, 300 euro to give away each day on the show. And at the end of the week, we have a 450X Husqvarna Automore. It's worth 5,000 euro. So we're going to pick two people each day, one for the strimmer and uh, another person to go into the hat on Friday. There'll be five names in the hat to win the fabulous lawnmower. We're talking weeds on late lunch all week. You've got to know your weeds to get into the draw here and win. And I've been giving you clues as to our Monday weed. What is it? Here's your third and final clue. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text if you're holding on. There's loads here in already and lots and lots of right answers too. Final clue. The botanical name for this weed is Bellis Perennis. The botali- botanical name is Bellis Perennis. What's the name of the garden weed I'm looking for? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Get cracking and we'll pick two names before the end of the show this afternoon. Lots of good will for Killian O'Connor. Honest to God. I'm not joking. People just loved him. I watched Britain's Got Talent, Jerry, and Killian was absolutely amazing. My nephew has autism, and to say it's not a disability, it's an ability. What wonderful words to hear. What a talent. Such a funny lad, too. Please pass on my good regards. I think he's absolutely marvellous, gifted and loved. Ah, isn't that lovely? And there are many other comments there as well. Louise, do you know what I heard the weekend? And I love to hear it. And you won't hear it in this neck of the woods. Well, I think you might in the west of Meath or the northwest of Meath, or perhaps up Carlingford Cooley Way. Cuckoo, <laughs> cuckoo, cuckoo. 
cuckoo, I heard him in Sligo the weekend. Oh, lovely, lovely you Louise. always hear him in Sligo, don't you? Always. There's plenty of cuckoos over there for sure. And uh, But they arrive in, just in actually, I'm talking to Jerry Martin and he was telling me, I think it was Friday he was heard first, was the first call of the cuckoo, you know, this year. And you know what there was loads of out on the lake as well? Not loads of fish. Don't go. Don't even go there. Nothing Why? to do with fish. Oh, it was brutal. It was the worst couple of days I was ever in Loch Arrow. It was awful. Awful. Really unbelievable. And I thought when I saw it raining, I thought that's ideal now oh. weather for Jerry and his fishing. Well, like the farmers were speculating now. There's too much water in the lake. It's too high. It's been too cold. It's been too wet. Anglers are worse than farmers. Maybe they've got cute and they know you're coming <laughs> maybe, at this stage. Maybe they have too. But you know what there was? Hundreds of swallows. Louise... Oh. Hundreds of them searching the lake for fly life and that, especially on Saturday evening. I couldn't believe the amount of them were. It was absolutely fantastic to see them. They were all over the place. They really were. But nature, I just love nature. And uh, Niall Hatch hopefully will be with us before the end of the week to chat about uh, the migrating birds coming our way. Oh, and thank God somebody had a bit of success. Uh, I was fishing a competition yesterday. Sure, might as well have had a a sausage (laughs) out in the water as flies. Anyway. Tuna tuna. Big news. Ava, Ava Flynn, one of my grandchildren, my eldest granddaughter, Ava, had big success yesterday, huge success. She's running with Drogheda AC. Mm-hmm. Last while. She's a flyer. Yeah, so, and she is, she's a little flyer. It's not picking her. Anyway, she was in our first competition yesterday, the county, for the county allowed. All the clubs were represented in the stadium. She came home with a silver medal. Oh, well done, Ava. She got a second, a silver in the 300 metres for under nines. She's chuffed. And I arrived home last night and she was waiting with the medal for me. Delighted. Just <laughs> absolutely delighted. And well done, Ava. Well done to you. And uh, it's great. You know, little lift. And she was absolutely well delighted. All of them that took yes, part Yes, well. everybody took part. And that's the thing. Partaking. And if you get the medal, isn't it great? So it is. But being part of it, taking part, is the really special part of competing. Anyway. Moving on on late lunch, Pauline Ashwood is founder and director of Drogheda Classical. She's moving on. Yes, she is. She's been synonymous with it for 11 years and she's chatting to me next. Oh, what's going to happen? She's director of Drogheda Classical Music. She was there at the very beginning. She's been there ever since. 11 years has gone by, but Pauline Ashwood is stepping down and she joins me on the line. Hello, Pauline. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Well, this uh, announcement was met with real sadness that I you know. are stepping aside. <clears throat> and it's, I mean, it's its bittersweet, but it's sadness for me too. Uh, you know, I started the series. I've put everything into it. It's like my fourth child. Two of my children were born during the season. Uh, so I've, you know, I've invested an awful lot and I've got so much out of it. I have thoroughly loved being in Drogheda doing this but maybe it's a a time that I have to grow up (laughs) (laughs) this opportunity came along and I think for my own career it's one that I I can't afford to turn down It's it's a new opportunity and with all of these things you know maybe it's time for fresh blood in Drogheda too if I didn't have this opportunity, maybe it would become a bit stale under me. And, you know, I'm sure there's, there's great fresh eyes and ears out there that will continue for the years to come. Oh, you're very kind to whoever follows you in the role. You're heading to Irish National Opera. Correct. Correct. Yes. So I've been working with them for the last six months on a contract basis. Mm. And then this post, this new post came up and I applied for it and um, 
surprisingly, I got it. <laughs> no, not surprisingly at all, because I'd give you a job in the morning. I have to uh, say that. You're very kind. You're very kind. No, you're, it's a it's an exciting organisation for those that don't or haven't experienced Irish National Opera. It's only five years old and a national company bringing fantastic opera all around Ireland and um, at national level too. You know. In, in, mm. In Dublin, and actually, it's going to be in Dundalk. A little uh, plug: they're going to be in Dundalk in a couple of weeks' time in the town hall in Antón. So you get an opportunity to see them. Yes, and you know, it's it's uh, tied in completely with you and your background. I ain't surprised they picked you up and, and that you're with them. And it is a new challenge. And you do say that everything needs a refresh. You know, that's the the, the truest thing in life. It is, it is. And, you know, there's there's lots of really, really great stuff happening uh, on, in the classical music scene around Ireland. And there are lots of fantastic people who, you know, get an opportunity to get their teeth into Drogheda classical music and they will do fabulous things. And whether it's expand an outreach program to engage with more audiences or whether to look at different collections and selections of artists, I've put my stamp on it. And I'm proud that, you know, at this juncture where I am leaving, that I'm leaving it in a very, very good place. It has a superb reputation locally, nationally and internationally. You know, there is big artists who want Mm. to come back, who want to come for the first time. And it's in very, very good uh, financial state. It's well regarded with the the Arts Council and with Loud County Council. So I'm, you know, I'm confident that the future is there for it. Um, and, you know, as I say, new, fresh ideas will come and will enliven the audience, too, because I think the audience know what they get with Drogheda Classic Music. So I think that that will continue in the future. Who will pick your successor and will you have any say? I will. I'll remain on the board. Um, so we're a good board and actually a board that's expanding. So uh, we will create a job description and outline exactly what we're looking for, advertise for that. And then the board will make an appointment based on what we feel are the essential credentials yes. for, the, for the new person. When you came along with this first, I remember it well, because I've been talking to you when you think, where has 11 years gone by from the very start? Uh, it was challenging because you were, you were breaking new ground. It was. I mean, <clears throat> there was, a, uh, before I started, there had been a series run through the uh, Drogheda Borough Council with Rosemary Collier at the time, and then that folded through funding cuts within the county council. So starting out, in a sense, it was beginning from scratch. It was trying to convince audiences to come. They didn't know what to expect. And then our mutual friend dared me, uh, Gavin Duffy, a number of years ago, dared me to do something big, something bold. And I invited Barry Douglas and Camerata Ireland. And really, that was in year three. And since then, we haven't looked back because it was an opportunity for a big name star like Barry to come to Drogheda for audience to see you know, maybe they're not interested in small-scale chamber music, but to see an orchestra in that church and to hear it, I think people were mesmerised and suddenly they realised, oh, this is what it's all about. And so we were able to engage with those people and they have continued to support us in the in the years since. Do you find it like, um, you know, I mentioned a challenge at the start, but ongoing because... No matter what we say, I, I love it, I have to say. But, you know, it would be regarded as niche classical. And when you're going now into your new role, it's another one that you're, you're, you're taking round the country and a relatively young new venture as well. You're a devil for the big challenges. That's what I'm trying to get to, you know. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how I answer that. I've, I've always been a devil for the, for the challenges. Uh, but, 
you know you know yourself, Jerry, when you are presented with an opportunity or with a challenge, and if you can get your teeth into it, the satisfaction that you get from it. And I feel like that every concert that we've had in the 11 years in Drogheda, standing at the back of the church as people leave, it's almost as though it's, you know, it's, it's my personal um, jukebox in a sense, because I've chosen these artists, you know, and, and approved the programmes that they're playing. And then people come out to me and say, that was wonderful, as if I played it. You know, I haven't. I've only chosen the <laughs> artists. But that's that level of satisfaction that you get. And I suppose that's the great thing about starting a new challenge and something that is maybe outside your comfort zone, that when it goes right, you get those fantastic feel-good moments. Mm-hmm. And uh, as well as, uh, you know, you moving on, you haven't left anybody in the lurch because I, I believe, have you the programme in place even for the next season, 23 into 24? That's correct. That's correct. And I will be in the next couple of weeks doing the Arts Council application for 20, all of 2024 uh, so that the plans will be in place for the beginning of 24-25 season because, you know, it's got to work that far in advance to secure some of the artists that we bring to Drogheda. And certainly it wouldn't be fair to say to a new person coming in, mm. oh, and by the way, you have to get funding for all of that. Yes. So I will leave it in a way that it can be managed and allow somebody to get in, get the feel for it, and then take off in the direction that they see fit. Yes. As well as that, you mentioned you, you two of your children were born in the course of your tenure as uh, the director of the classical as well. Does that help in a way that they're growing up a bit to allow you look at a new challenge? It does, I suppose, yeah. I mean, they're even today now, I was supposed to be there to collect them, but they're walking home. So they're at that stage now where mm. they're, you know, they've a little bit more independence. They, <clears throat> you know, of course, being a mother, they'll always be my first priority uh but they're able to do more things by themselves they seek independence <clears throat> they're ready for me to spread my wings a little bit and i suppose as being a, a mother to two girls i have a son as well but the two girls i think it's important for them to see mommy you know doing something that gives her such pleasure in in the working environment for me that's that's important no, mostly important really very important for uh, that for the future for them to see and all young people to have role models as well through their parents and the people who rear them and uh, uh, a wider field of influencers as well now your final concert in the current series is happening this Friday the 21st of April in the wonderful St Peter's Church of Ireland at Drogheda and this will be your uh, farewell it's going to be an emotional oh. night but you have a cracking show oh my goodness you know i really didn't know that this was going to happen this was a a bit such a fast process um the interviews only happened in march you know so Mm. at the last concert in fact i didn't even know that this was going to be happening um so it's unexpected and (laughs) the reality is if i was able to choose a concert to go out on this is it I grew up in a household where there was wall-to-wall Mozart piano concertos played all the time, 24-7. My mother adores it. So I'm so familiar with this music. And it is a sensational soloist coming with the Irish Chamber Orchestra. And for anybody who was at the concert the last time with the Irish Chamber Orchestra, and they got to see Sheku Mason perform with them. And now we've got Christian Besidenhout, who's a South African pianist, and, oh, it's just, it's, it's going to be fabulous. Emotional, very, very emotional for me. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not looking forward to the end of an era, the reality of having to say farewell. Uh, but what a concert to go out on. 
And that is again this Friday uh, in St. Peter's Church of Ireland in Drogheda and tickets are available from drogheda.classicalmusic.com uh, and of course it's in partnership with uh, the Arts Council, Loud County Council, uh, Drogheda Arts Centre. Can you get the tickets at the Drogheda? You can indeed, absolutely. And I would urge people to get them in advance. It is selling extremely well. It's a popular programme, but also for those who have supported, I'm sure there's uh, a few that are going to come out to mark the occasion. Um, you know, just and the end of the season, too, is always a popular concert. So um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hang about. Get the tickets, ensure that you're there and that you have your seat. Well, I have to say... Thank you on behalf of all of the thousands of people who've attended over the 11 years to you for what you've done to put Drogheda Classical on the map and being a passionate advocate for it night, noon and morning because that's the type of woman you are. You give it absolutely everything and you've built something that's really special and that is uh, certain to last for years and years beyond your own stewardship. And may I wish you all the very best. The opera people are really lucky to have you, Irish National Opera, and I'm sure that is going to go from strength to strength. And I wish you all the best in your new challenge, Pauline. Thank you very much, Jerry. I really appreciate that. You've been a fantastic supporter, not just on the radio, but also in your presence at concerts and in the very early days when you presented mm. a concert live. It's been superb and much, much appreciated. Thank Delighted you. to be of assistance, always am. Thank you again and uh, good wishes for the future. Thanks, Pauline. Okay, thanks, Jerry. Talk Take to care. you soon. Bye-bye. Pauline Ashwood there, stepping down as a director of the Drahada Classical Music Season and moving on. She's a simply wonderful, wonderful woman and person. And all our good wishes go with her to her new role. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. We'll take a wee break. Stay with us because we're getting near the time when I'm going to tell you who's won the strimmer today and who's gone into the hat for that lawnmower. Oliver Goff, 60 years in business, have given us fantastic prizes on your late lunch. Lewis Capaldi on your late lunch this Monday afternoon and forget me. We were talking top of the show uh, about potholes and tyres, etc. And uh, you've been messaging us, telling us what's what. Uh, Michael Black's been on to say that uh, he's uh, feels he's been continually fobbed off uh, with the state of the roads. Uh, coming back again, Jerry, to the term in Feckin Road being a case in point. I've reported it and we need more motorists to do the same. And perhaps that would bring the attention of the council, Loud County Council, to what is actually needed. Why do we put up with this problem? Motoring is expensive enough without needlessly wrecking uh, your best set of tyres or at worst the suspension even. Thank you indeed, Michael, for that. Do appreciate it. Um, Arsenal. Oh, Louise. Arsenal. Arsenal. But I did tell you. I did tell you and I told them as well that Arsenal wouldn't win the league. Be fair to me, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I did. Even when I was over there, I felt in my heart they wouldn't win it. Draw last week with Liverpool after being 2-0 up. They were 2-0 up against West Ham yesterday. And it finished 2-2 as well. 
all the way. So that's them finished, is it, against Man City? Well, I, I reckon, I reckon, uh, but our Fionn here doesn't think so. Fionn's trying to keep me confidence up, Fionn <laughs> O'Brien. He's doing his very the best. Arsenal no, he's a Chelsea supporter. All right. But he's doing my best to keep the Arsenal confidence <laughs> up. He says to me, it ain't over yet, Jerry. So the situation is, Arsenal have four points ahead, Louise, but Man City have a game in hand, right? So if they win that, Arsenal are only one point in head, right? Mm-hmm. Arsenal have... Man, play Southampton this coming Friday night in their own stadium. They should win that game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To go seven points there. But then City. They haven't will... lost. They've drew the drew. last. Oh, but listen, listen, if they won in Liverpool and won yesterday, I would have thought they had a chance. Next, this Wednesday week, Arsenal play Man City in Manchester. <gasps> Louise, they're having a prayer. I said to Fionn, he said, they're still, they're still good. I said, Pigs Who do you support again? Arsenal, Arsenal, is it? Yes. Should you not be like, you know, they're going to win, they're going to win, they're going to win, they're going to do it. See, I'm a true Arsenal supporter. And when you're a true Arsenal supporter... You, you just dish them every time? You don't have the confidence. <laughs> How could you? How could you have the confidence in them? Because their track record is bottlers. You know, they bottled it last year when they were going for European place. Looks like they're bottling it. But Fionn thinks... They, they may still... not do it this time. No, they won't win the league. City will win it. City are too good. They'll win it. Man City will win it. And you know, I'm saying that with hope in my heart that I'm wrong, but my head tells me. You're one of these people that that come out and say, no, no, no. And your head, you're going, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Now you have me. That's mm. what you, but anyway, I th- I th- I think they've blown it. It's a negative game. I think ah, that's what the kids call it. Mm, really is double negative. Anyway, hoping it'll be a positive. Phantom of the Opera. You do know our very own Killian Donnelly is starring in the UK. But mm-hmm. news on the Phantom stateside. Listen to this. It closed last night on Sunday night for the final time on Broadway in New York. How many shows? 13,981 shows since it opened on the 26th of January 1988. It's been running constantly still. Is it one of the longest that's been running? Oh, the longest. The the longest longest on Broadway at the Majestic Theatre. The Mm. same theatre it opened in in 88. Sometimes they move theatres, Louise. It never shifted from that theatre. And I have the honour to say I saw it in the Majestic Theatre in New York when I was over there on one of my visits. Uh, first time I'd ever, and the only time I've seen the Phantom of the Opera, but 13,981 shows. Why didn't they go to, you know, why did they end it at the night? I think they feel its lifespan is probably over there, not you know. just go to 14,000. No, they decided 13,981 oh. was the number. Obviously the contract was up in the, in the <laughs> theatre or something. Don't be complicated, please. It won seven nice Tony... Nice number. Yeah, it won seven... <laughs> That wouldn't be you. 13981 is you. <laughs> 4000 is me. Remember that. That's the, you know, I you know me and my little neat boxes and that. I'm amazed at you. Maybe I'm having an influence on her at last, folks. Seven well, I'll show you my diary today. <laughs> Don't please. I want to have a nice evening. Seven Tony Awards which are the Oscars of the theater and here's the poignant part. Andrew Lloyd Webber who wrote the musical appeared on stage last night to close it and dedicated the show this is the real sad part to his son Nick who died in March Mm. oh what a touch last night I'm sure it was a real emotional night for them but there you are The Phantom is no more on Broadway you can still catch it in the UK and Killian Donnelly is starring uh, still but that's the life of the theatre what a run that's some run from 1988 January it really really is Do we know how many leads there were during that time? I'm sure there was a lot like when you think about Mm. those years quite a lot of them I'd say there were a lot of people who appeared in the lead role for sure 
But there you are. Uh, you'll have to go and watch it in the UK if you want to see it. Late Lunch LMFM Radio coming up after three in the show. We're heading to Dundalk to meet a man who's raising money for guide dogs. I have my top five countdown. And I'm going to tell you who got the weed right and is going to win the strimmer and be in the hat for the lawnmower. Give Oliver Goff's team a shout at Flower Hill in Navin. Yes, Oliver Goff is celebrating 60 years in business this week and they'd be delighted to chat to you about whatever you want. And they look after you because it is a special time selling this really wonderful birthday, I have to say. And they've given us wonderful prizes. Five Husqvarna Strimmer battery-operated machines worth €289, almost 300 And at the end of the week, somebody, a late lunch listener, is going to win a Husqvarna Automore. It's a 550X model. It's worth €5 thousand euros. So, each day this week, I want you to identify garden weeds. The clues today, Louise. And Louise got it after the first clue. The first clue was, well done to you. She's very sharp. She knows her garden. She can cut your lawn. I'll give you her number in a minute. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the first clue was white and yellow flowers. The inner florets are yellow and the outer being white. Sometimes there's a pinkish reddish hue colour as well. That was the first clue. Clue number two, it's one of the most familiar lawn weeds. It's a favourite of children who enjoy picking it and making chains and number three its botanical name is Bellis Perennis did you ever make daisy chains yes did loved you? making daisy chains yeah they were a thing weren't they mm, make them at my daughter as well do you to, yeah. there you go so the daisy we were looking for today my god it's gone mad on text and whatsapp as well I have to say anyway we whirled the wheel spun the bin and the two names that have come out today winning the strimmer is Willie Lynch from Slane. Well done to you, Willie. You have the strimmer. And going into the hat on Friday, one in five chance now winning the lawnmower, is Keith O'Donovan. I think he's out Art Cathway. Well done to you. Both got uh, Daisy right. But don't worry, Louise. Don't fret anybody. We'll have another weed in the garden tomorrow on late lunch. And you just got to guess it. All the daisies. Daisies grow grow high as well. You know that. There's low and high daisies. There's different variants. Ah, yeah. There isn't. You can get a big daisy. and uh, the, The ones in the garden are devils. If you get them in your lawn, they're hard to get out. Yeah, but why do you want to? They're lovely. I love just a grass lawn with not a weed in it. Oh, I don't know. I think daisies and buttercups and all that are lovely on a lawn. Well, if why you are they called weeds? Because they are weeds in the garden. Flowers. Yeah, well, you could call them that as well, yeah. But mine, I have to say at the minute, there's plenty of variety in mine. I haven't got to cut it as well. With the weather, it's been brutal. Anyway, I'll give it a, a nip tonight. And you know what I have in my garden? I picked some primroses a couple of years ago and planted them in a little border. And guess what, Louise? They reseed themselves. And when you look through the grass now, there's little primroses coming up all through the grass. And oh. they did that by themselves. The seed blew Will into you dig the- them out now? I think I'll leave them be. I think Good. No, no, I like primroses. No, I'm not going to touch them. I don't regard them as a weed. We won't be giving you clues for a primrose this week. That is for sure on the show. Anyway, many chances to win over the coming days and uh, just get studying your weeds at home this evening. Anyway, before all that, let's do this on Late Lunch. Five, four, three, two... One. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... The number five from this very week in 1991. And she took it from her greatest hits album. Yes, she did indeed. And uh, the second single from The Immaculate Connection. Yes, I'm talking about Madonna today at number five in the chart. Did you know that this song was the highest debut in the States on the Billboard charts since the Beatles let it be in 1970? It was indeed in the UK, which is the chart we concentrate on... The 
The track came in at number 84 and then dropped off the charts, but it re-entered uh, in April of 1991, uh, rose up the charts and uh, finally found itself at number three. But this week we were down to number five in the charts. Yes, it's Madonna and Rescue Me. Madonna, Rescue Me, our number five in our top five countdown this week from 1991. And we continue our countdown with 4321 over the coming days, around about this time, on your late launch final break of the day on the way. And we're tipping to Dundalk in a few moments. Time to have a chat with John Morgan who is uh, organising a pop-up shop in Dundalk, but for a very special reason. Stay with us. John Morgan is very well known round Dundalk and beyond due to his wonderful dog, his assistant dog called Jamie, and of course himself too. They're a pair, to be honest with you. John's on the line because he wants to do something to give back to the people who supplied them with the dog. Afternoon, John. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Where did the dog come from? Tell us about the uh, charity. Yeah, it's a small charity based in Cork. It's called Dogs for the Disabled. And it was set up by a lady called uh, Jenny Dowling in 2007. And since then, uh, they've gifted over 200 dogs to children and adults with disabilities. Fantastic. But it's not cheap to uh, bring a dog to the standard needed to be a companion no, no, dog. It, uh, no, it costs over €25,000. Yeah, and um, the, the, the charity that I, I, the, I got the dog from this dogs for the disabled. Their pups are actually born in the women's prison in Mount Joy. Right, it's, it's part of the women's rehabilitation or whatever. And then eight weeks after they're born, the litter's taken away and they're sent to foster families around the country. And they what's called socialise them. We still like house train them and yeah. get them used to go into public places. And then I had to go down to Cork to assess to see what my needs would be, and then to match a dog to you. You know. Mm, how long have you got, Jamie? I've Jamie since 2018. Um, I actually didn't expect him until we said the first quarter of 2019. And uh, right in November, the girl rang me, Marble rang me, the receptionist, John, had a bit of news. And I said, what? I thought she was going to say, well, the dog will be with you January, February, March. She says, your dog will be with you Monday. I said, what? <laughs> so he came up, and the lady that took him up was the trainer. And um, he was actually trained on the uh, Powers Court Estate. The lady in there, she trains the dogs for them. Yeah. And... Um, so when he came up to me the first day, she said to me, John, he's taking you that quick, I'd nearly leave him tonight. But she said, we don't on principle. It's like taking a child to school the first day, the child's a wee bit afraid. Mm. But the second day, the child says, why was he here yesterday? I was playing games. Yeah. That's, we've been together forever since. Yeah, they think of everything. They really do to uh, make his, uh, or the dogs, uh, assimilating into the house he's going to uh, <clears throat> very smooth. Um, you, what difference does this dog make to your life, John? Well, he gives me, in one way, he gives me a purpose to get up and get out because, uh, right, you know, I'm a wheelchair user and that, and there's times you mightn't just feel like getting up, well, you know, going out, whatever. But I have to think of him, you know. But what he actually does in the house for me, Jerry, is in the morning time he'd get me stockings and then I wear a brace from inside my shoes to just below my knee. He gets that. Then he gets another brace that I wear from above the knee to the hip. He gets that. And then he gets me shoes and... Well, they're at the tall fall, that and from the remote control, the wallet, even down to a pen. Yes. You can lift up a pen and he gives it and you give him a wee treat every time. And oh. when we're crossing the road, he puts on the traffic lights. Ah, oh, what a companion you have there. Yeah. They're, they're just marvellous, aren't they? Yeah, I just say a light 
and he jumps up and he knows he, he, if he jumps up and he doesn't hit the button to hear the noise mm. he'll jump up again until he hears the noise yes and he, he'll only cross the road and I, I have to make sure he only crossed the road when he sees the green man or hears the noise yes like the, the, the noise being Jerry um, if if the traffic hit the right away you'll hear the, the noise and going beep beep but when it tra- changes to the green man for us it goes a quicker beep 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 and he knows that's when he can cross the road brilliant Brilliant. And I have to say, Jerry, sorry, I interrupt, just to your listeners, um, if they're ever out of traffic lights and people do, they'd be they're very kindly, even though they, they, have, they have the right way to slow down and let you cross. But in principle, we don't go across because that'd be giving Jamie bad. Yeah. Um, thing, you know, he, I understand. He could then cross without, yeah. he could cross when he sees a red light. And, yeah. You know. Um, for you, as I said, this dog is a godsend. You live alone, I know. You're a wheelchair user, John. Yeah, since 2012. Yeah. Okay. And so this dog is an essential part of your life. Yeah, yeah. And as I say, like, there's, normally there's a two-year witness. Now, mm. unfortunately, because of the pandemic, it's got a wee bit longer because there was no breeding during the pandemic. Yes. You know. So you now want to give back to this uh, group called Dogs for Disabled who supply these wonderful dogs. Tell listeners what you're doing and how they can support you. Well, um, we're having a pop-up shop in the Long Walk Shopping Centre. There's a group of ladies came together in 2020 called Friends of the Friends in Need. And um, it was that successful that the ladies stayed on and they do it every week for a different charity. Oh, fantastic. So, and what happens is, well, basically what I would like to ask you, uh, listeners, if if they've any you know good quality uh, resellable items, that's if they'd like to throw it into the shop or leave it into the shop, uh, it's in the long walk shops and they're in the dog, or even if they want to pop in. For, we we started today. If they want to pop in from now till Saturday, uh, pick up a bag and um, we have a couple of beautiful hampers for a raffle. One is um, we say a ladies perfume bouquet, you know, like kind of battery mm. stuff for women for ladies, and then we have another one for men. Great. So um. And basically, I'd say, you know, you're talking about giving back. Like, uh, the charity had gifted three dogs here in the dogs. Now, sadly, one of them passed away two months ago. Now, my friend that had the dog, um, he was 14, he died of old age. But um, she, um, she's hoping to get a new pup now. The dogs have a working life of 10 years. Now, after the 10 years, Jerry, I would be given the first choice to keep Jamie as a pet yeah. and get a new pup if I want. And then the second option is that other people, they're actually witness of people who want to adopt retired dogs, you know. Mm. So Jamie's that, and not that I'd ever give him away, I prefer not to get another pup than give him away, but as everyone knows in the dog, he's the best known dog in the dog. <laughs> Everybody says, hello Jamie, how's Jamie? <laughs> no one says, how's John? <laughs> I, I say, the only way I'm going to get a lady friend, if she falls in love with Jamie, I come as part of the package. <laughs> Good on you, John. Well said. Oh, my God. Yes, you are. I know you are so well known around the town and beyond. So, folks, if you can help at all, the long walk, the pop-up shop open today. It runs till Saturday. If you could gift anything, it would really be appreciated. There may be something in there you'd like to buy yourself. And, of course, the raffle is going on and all funds raised are going to Dogs for the Disabled, who have been brilliant to John Morgan and others, as you heard as well, in Dundalk and in our catchment area as a whole here, than me and beyond look I wish you well with it I'm sure you're going to get plenty of support you're a great fella and uh, I'm still laughing about uh, the folks recognising Jamie John's yeah. not a bit miffed about it at all oh, he- Jerry if there's any ladies out there that love uh, <laughs> golden retrievers <laughs> Oh God, there you are. I never thought I'd be rivaling some of the social media sites for love on late 
lunch day, but you never know what turns up on this show. John, you're a great fella. Wish you well. All right, John. Thanks very much. Not at all. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. John Morgan and Jamie. Pop-up shop. Long walk. Do what you can. Help them. And in turn, you'll be helping those uh, wonderful people at Dogs for the Disabled. That brings the curtain down on our late lunch show this Monday afternoon. Thank you so much for your company and to everybody who joined in with us to uh, take part in the competition for the wonderful prizes from Oliver Goff celebrating 60 years in business. I'll have another week, as I said, for you tomorrow and you'll have to guess what it is to win the strimmer or get in the draw for the wonderful more. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Have yourselves a lovely Monday evening and do come back for Tuesday's late lunch from 1.30. We'll see you then. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.